Welcome to the Long Run Podcast. My name is Weston Downing, and even though this podcast has nothing to do with running, it has everything to do with running the race of your life. Our heart behind this podcast is to help Christ followers navigate life and teach you how to live out your faith so you can make your life count in the long run of eternity. With that being said, here's another episode of the Long Run Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the LR Podcast, the Long Run Podcast. We got R to the O to the B-B-Y-F-L-A-A-C-K-I, Robbie Flack in the studio. I'm here. I would be totally fine if you never did that again. (laughs) People are spent. They're, They're tired of me already. They're already turning this off. Well, as you noticed from the title of the episode, hopefully we <laughs> caught your eye. I'll tell you what I wanted to name this episode. Well, I'll tell you that in a second after we actually talk about what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Well, the title of the episode was Stop. <laughs> I'm thinking, you literally got the song in my head. Collaborate and listen. It's stuck in my head. You're just like grinning at me, smelling. <laughs> They still don't know what we're going to talk about, but now they're hooked. There's a lot of quiet. All right, look, we're talking about. Hey, stop. And t- and tell, them, <laughs> they're like, and tell them what the topic is. We were talking about rest today. Mm. Another word would be Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. We're so scared to use that word because it has such a religious flair to it. Mm. We're scared a lot of We people. could get really spiritual and only refer to it as Shabbat. Shabbat. Because we're, you know, like Hebrew scholars. And shalom. Stuff. Shabbat shalom. Indeed. <laughs> Brother. We, we were scared to use the word Sabbath because we felt some of you might turn this off. But we're going for it. I'll tell you what I wanted to name the episode. I wanted to name it There Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. But I really wasn't sure if there were profanities in that song or what that song even talked about. There probably is. If people are offended, well. They probably would be. You will just have to get over it. All right. Let's talk about rest. Rest. Okay. Sabbath. The Sabbath. Well, let me go ahead and say this. I do not want this 20, 25-minute episode to talk about – theology is good. Don't get me wrong. Theology study of God. That's healthy. That's good. But I don't want it to be all this up-in-the-air stuff. I think what's most commonly associated with Sabbath is, can I work on the Sabbath? Am I not supposed to sin on the Sabbath? Even using that word, I think I'll maybe a lot of people – have a previous experience with that word or how they view it based off their religious background or faith background. Depends what church they were part of, healthy or unhealthy, or what their parents taught them, right or wrong, or what goes around in the common Christian circles, which could be true and maybe could not be true, you know? And mm-hmm. we're not just here to dictate all the. Because there are some disagreements amongst Sabbath and rest. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and you can, I mean, a lot of people get down into the weeds on those, and there's been a lot of articles, discussions, sermons, you know, on Sabbath and books written about it. Uh, and so we we could get down into the weeds on those as well, but I think we're going to not do that as much, and we're going to try to just focus on uh, what can we agree on and what's going to be most beneficial for us. Um, you know, we here at the LRP, we want to just... Give the people what is going to uh, be most beneficial for them. You added a P to it. That's good. LRP. That sounds like NPR. (laughs) 
We're a lot better than NPR, though. Don't come after us, NPR. But no, that's good. So why <laughs> we're talking about this for a very good reason, though. I, walking into this, uh, to be honest, I don't know a lot about this subject. And I grew up uh, in church. I just never really studied it, never really thought much uh, much about it to my mm-hmm. fault. Um, so I have a lot more questions than answers, answers, which is I think a lot of people like. The people don't like it when I talk, but I'm talking. <laughs> but why? Okay, you we're talking about this obviously to clear up a lot of confusion around it uh but two why did you want to talk about this well i think i'm kind of with you i grew up i guess we just kind of i grew up in the church i guess we just kind of took sabbath for granted like oh it's on sunday like we go to church and then we just kind of rest and that's about it and i never really one i never really thought about why and then I think as I've gotten older and life gets busy and you get into adulthood, um, I think we naturally stray away from Sabbath and we let work take over and we just let our lives get hurried and cluttered. Um, and I think that's to our detriment. So I, honestly, I've been on a little bit of a personal rediscovery, I guess you could call it. Of, uh, those, are danger. those are very dangerous. And uh, <laughs> I recognize uh, more and more in my life. And I think I, we, you know, we live in a culture where we're hurried all the time. We're busy. We're distracted by a million different things. Uh, we're obsessed with work. Uh, we're obsessed by, def- I mean, I think we define ourselves a lot by what we do. Uh, and so I think God designed the Sabbath day and uh, just everything that we'll talk about. He designed it specifically um, so that we could have a day, one day in seven, to throw all of that out and just rest and to reset. Um yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of, I think, why it's important to talk about. That's pretty good. So my first question right out the gate, um, your rediscovery of yourself, like, what did you first, did you did you learn anything? I mean, did have you changed your name? Tell me about this rediscovery <laughs> path. But no, I'm just kidding. What does Sabbath mean, Robbie? First of all, because it's a very religious word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I say that, of course, Jesus used it, and it's in the Bible, but like, it's it can kind of turn people off sure. if we're just being honest. Well, and it's back unclear. to our, uh, our the title of this episode of the LRP. Uh, <laughs> stop. That's literally what the word Sabbath means, to stop. Uh, so when you see it in Hebrew, like we read about it in Genesis um, chapter 2, it talks about how after God created the earth in six days, on the seventh day he rested, and he says uh, he blessed the seventh day, uh, the Sabbath day, and made it holy. And he literally named it to stop uh, and in context that means to stop working um, so we see it in creation and then we also see it in the Ten Commandments it's the fourth of the Ten Commandments um, it says remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and it talks about how you're not supposed to do any work on that day um, and it literally says because uh, God himself like set up the Sabbath day as holy uh, to the Lord and so therefore we're supposed to keep it um, so that's the kind of where we see that mainly in scripture and then in the new testament jesus will come back um the jews in in jesus time were kind of obsessed with the sabbath like they had all these rules that they put around it that's why you see the pharisees constantly talking about it i feel like jesus kind of put push forward the issue of sabbath to like clearly identify all of the issues with like the religiosity of the pharisees um so he was constantly like hitting on that um and trying to bring it back to I guess the heart of what the Sabbath was meant to be instead of all of the rules that they had put on it. So I would say those are the three main areas we we see the Sabbath talked about uh, in Scripture. So like what's a good – 
I guess, go-to passage uh, in Scripture where Jesus was driving or, like, uh, starting up some conflict in a way with the Pharisees about the topic of Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say probably the main one is it's a parallel passage. So there's uh, Matthew 12 is the first one. Uh, parallel that with Mark chapter 2. Uh, they're the same story, just in different books. Um, those are probably the main one that I would go to if you're looking to kind of read up on this. Uh, they have Jesus' main teaching on the Sabbath. That's where uh, you get the story of the disciples going through the wheat fields and they pick some grain on the Sabbath and the Pharisees are like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Uh, and then it talks about David eating the bread that was uh, like King David back in the Old Testament, like eating the bread. Jesus talks about that. Um and then he goes into the synagogue and he heals the man that has the shriveled hand. Um, and that's where he's like, hey, if you have a sheep that falls into the well, aren't you going to you know, take it out of the well, even if it's on the Sabbath? That's where Jesus says, you know, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath, not to do evil. And then he also says, uh, son of the son of man is the Lord of the Sabbath. And then finally he says, uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So those are kind of the big three teachings you get on the sabbath from jesus on those uh in those two passages yeah that's good and you mentioned it briefly but then i think i agree with you you just kind of look at sunday or the sabbath or whatever it would be and it's just this nonchalant view of it and, oh it's just you know we rest mm-hmm. or whatever and it's, it gets kind of confusing as you as we start hovering over the different uh different aspects or facets of the sabbath or like how did it, like what does it look like like even questions that come up is it a sin to work on sunday like all these different mm-hmm. things and we can like briefly mention that i know we're trying to like stay out of the weeds but to keep from confusion like you mentioned in genesis this idea of sabbath mm-hmm. is first introduced uh with creation when god rested right mm-hmm. so it's first introduced and then we get i well, be the and I could be wrong because I'm I'm just gonna say it, but like the next significant I would say part is the Ten Commandments, right? When we're told to keep it, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I'm, this is not a scholarly scholarly review or commentary, but like three big things that stick out to me: where it's introduced, where we're told to keep it, and how it's almost in Jesus's relationship to the Sabbath or like what he's pushing back against. Those are like I feel like three big things. Um, so, I mean, simply put, like it's introduced, but as we move to keep it, like it's important that we do keep it because like you said, before we started recording, it's mentioned in the Ten Commandments, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and this is where maybe people would diverge in different ways. So I think we try to, we want to try to get to the common denominator, I yes. guess, of what we agree on. And so I would say that we don't, you know, as New Testament believers, we don't still follow like all the Jewish rules that we read about on the, you know, in the Old Testament. Give me an example because people are like, hold on, you ain't obeying the Ten Commandments. Like, like what do you mean? Like, so like not gathering your crops from the field. Uh, not They couldn't walk more than a certain distance. Who is they? The Israelites, like the Jews. Okay, so this is like Leviticus. What is this? What book is this? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, those uh, pages are still stuck together for me back there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you can read the Old Testament, and there's over, you know, like famously there's 613 laws uh, that God gave the people of Israel to keep his design for them as the, his chosen people. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus would come and say, you know, I've, I've in a sense, I've fulfilled the law of the Old Testament, but... You know, I would say that there's – so even if 
as far as Sabbath goes, even if we're not like we're not called to obey all of those individual rules, I think that God has still given going back all the way to creation. I think God has still given us the Sabbath as this, as John Piper would say, an ordinance, a creation ordinance for our good. And I think we sh- we would be remiss as believers to not still practice that rhythm of six days working, one day to rest. So whether that's on Sunday, whether that's on Saturday, whether that's on Monday, you know, whatever your work schedule is, I just think I want to constantly come back to the fact that we were created to work and we were created to rest. And God set that up as six days to work, one day to rest. And so as long as you're trying to be intentional about that day to rest, we'll talk about what that looks like Mm -hmm. specifically. But as long as you have one day in seven where you are intentionally saying, I'm going to take this day as a Sabbath to the Lord, like I'm going to rest on this day, I think you're right in line with God's design. That's good. I think you set the stage uh, well. It's hard to talk about this and not get too deep into what scripture says or as we keep saying Mm -hmm. into the weeds because you really want to understand where all the confusion takes place for us to actually step forward and have a not even obey it in the right way or carry it out in the right way but it's like this is just a blessing like it's just yeah freedom and we need to understand it Mm -hmm. um yeah i think one of the insights that i've been reading about is uh, a couple things the sabbath should be the best day of our week, I think, because it was designed to refresh us. So uh, I think if you start practicing this, like hopefully you'll see where this is the best day of the week because it's the day where you just get to stop and, you know, kind of push all of the busyness and hurry of the world out there away and just stop and rest uh, and refresh and worship the Lord and do all those things. So you've been looking into again – what all this means and what does it mean to actually keep and obey the Sabbath? Where did that start? Were you just randomly in the car thinking that one day? And was like, oh, uh, I'm too busy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think I've been feeling the pull of just being busy and being distracted for, you know, years or whatever. But specifically with Sabbath, I mean, this is kind of a relatively new thing for me. I feel like even thinking about this podcast right now uh, is great because I, I feel like I'm right smack in the middle of this journey to rediscover what Sabbath is for me. But a couple things um, I've been, uh, I've actually been uh, preparing to teach uh, Matthew 12, that passage I mentioned uh, in downline. So I've been kind of like diving in uh, for that. Uh, I've uh, been reading a book uh, that I would actually highly recommend. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Link by, below by John Mark Comer. Uh, just really solid. Um, I think he's got a lot of good stuff in there um, that I would definitely recommend to read, and and it'll, I mean, should totally shake up uh, our, your life if you're actually reading it, um, unless you've already you know thought through all this stuff. Um, and then, funny enough, uh, actually been watching that show, The Chosen, uh, about Jesus and the disciples. Um, and just kind of seeing how much Jesus talks about the Sabbath and just how he was like really intentional about it, um, which also would highly recommend checking that out. Um, I know you're a Link fan below. Too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I feel like it's been coming at me from all these different different ways, and uh, I've just been trying to figure it out. So what stood out from that ruthless elimination of hurry? One like one big – you'll probably sprinkle in a few different things you've gotten from it or ideas. Um, yeah. But one – one interesting thing you've gotten from it, maybe that's kind of pulled the Velcro of your understanding of your life back a little bit, mm-hmm. that'd be a good plug. People go, yeah. oh, that's good. I want to go buy that. Uh, 
Well, it's really convicting because it shows us how distracted we are. Um, and I, I mean, I see that in my schedule, the amount of time I'm on my phone, the way I'm just like constantly running around. Uh, you know, it's just, it's hard to be totally present with people when you've got, you know, notifications and all this stuff. So I think being convicted about that. Um, but also I would say a couple things specific to the Sabbath, um, just that I'd never thought before. So for instance, um, like going back to creation, this is an insight I, I got out of that, out of the book. Um, God specifically blesses three things after he creates the universe. Any idea what those are? put you on the spot he blesses three things he blesses three things one of them is the animal kingdom so all the animals he creates them yeah yeah. and he says he blesses it and it says be fruitful and multiply fill the earth uh so the animals are supposed to you know i guess the next one go wild what's the next one is it man ding 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 (laughs) correct uh so he blesses adam and eve and then what's he tell them be fruitful, be fruitful and multiply. multiply nailed it and then he blesses one more thing what's the third thing god blesses work no, the opposite of work rest. Yeah. He blesses the Sabbath day. He says he blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the insight from the book, which I thought this was so good is. So if the first two animals and humans, God blesses them and says, like basically bring life to the earth. The other thing he blesses in creation is the Sabbath day itself. So he blesses a day, which is kind of strange, but he, what he says is maybe the design of blessing the seventh, seventh day and making it holy was actually to give us life. And so he says, maybe we've actually, by neglecting the Sabbath in our lives, we've actually been held back from living the flourishing life that God designed us for. And I just think that rang really true with me and kind of has been getting me on this journey. There's one way I could ask this next question, and it would be, what are some common ways we neglect the Sabbath? But there's a danger in doing that because there is a, mm-hmm. a presence of con- of your conscience like in keeping the Sabbath. So sure. w- I don't want you just as you I'll use the I'll steal the word you said before we started recording, draw a hard line, because if mm-hmm. you start saying things off your personal experience in your life context, then 90 percent of people that are doing those things say, well, am I just sinning now? But yeah. tell me, how did you neglect the Sabbath in your life? Maybe if you're okay with sharing a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that way th- we can draw maybe some. I think the the way that we miss out on Sabbath as New Testament Christians is probably less by like we do certain things that are sinful. Right. Um, it's not like, you know, okay, if you drive your car more than 10 miles, you're sinning. Or if you, you know, answer an email, boom, you sinned. I don't think it's as much about the rules. I think this was Jesus' point. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's more of a we miss out on God's design for us to flourish by neglecting the Sabbath. So I think we're we like to the detriment of our own souls. I think if we continue to neglect the Sabbath as a people, um, we're just going to drift further and further away from God's design individually and, you know, kind of as as a church. Um, does that answer your question? Can I? Yeah. Can I read some of this? Some a few of these verses that you'd referenced. Yeah. Um, this was from Matthew twelve one through fourteen. I'm starting at verse one. I don't know where I'm stopping. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, Jesus went to the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain, and they were eating them. <laughs> and it, to eat, <laughs> I just feel I just paraphrase. <laughs> but when the Pharisees saw it. They said to Jesus, look, 
your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only the priest. And Jesus goes down, let's see, this was the same story in Mark 2.27. It picks up and says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So I think summarize what, you know, you see this like clash between the Pharisees and Jesus. And I think the main thing I get out of that is that Sabbath isn't about keeping a bunch of rules or like us putting up a Mm -hmm. bunch of stuff that you have to do or shouldn't do on the Sabbath because I think we'd just be, you know, modern day Pharisees or whatever. But so I think the good thing for us is that there's tons of freedom in how you do it. I think the main thing is are we intentionally taking it one day in seven to rest, to be intentional about resting, to stop from our work and to rest. Um, And why is that important? I mean, because rest so I can work harder, rest so I can be my better self. Like what's the... You know, like well, I think there's a lot to that, but yes, I would say <laughs> it's like thanks for the question. <laughs> well, I think it is so that we can work more effectively, so that yeah. we will be refreshed for the work that God's called us mm-hmm. to do. Um, I think it reminds us of our limits as people. I think part of the Sabbath is you know when Jesus or when God, I guess it was Him too, but when God rested on the seventh day, it wasn't because He had to rest; He wasn't tired. He was setting for us an example. Um, that we were supposed to follow. And so I think by Sabbathing, we take a second to, in a sense, an, uh, acknowledge our own limits to say, I have limits, but God doesn't have limits. Like I need rest. God doesn't need rest. He is the creator of rest. And the, the Lord, you know, as, as Jesus says, the Lord of the Sabbath, he's the Lord of rest. Um, I also think it's just a good uh, way to acknowledge that Jesus is our ultimate rest. Um, and that the Sabbath isn't about, you know, trying to keep a, keep a bunch of rules. It's for us as Christians to to recognize this is what Hebrews 4 talks about, if you want another passage on rest. But it talks about how Jesus is the fulfillment of Sabbath. Like he is the ultimate Sabbath rest. Um, and we can enter into that rest um, through him, through faith in Christ uh, as believers in Jesus. So um, I think you just basically stop and you acknowledge and you reflect on all those things. Reflect that, you know, I think it's also good for us who are like, workaholics or just as a culture who's obsessed with work and like what we can accomplish is kind of how we define ourselves to just stop and say i trust that i'm by taking this day off that god's going to provide for me uh i'll be okay like my work whatever it is they don't need me for today like every the world will keep spinning even if i'm not working and i think that's good for people who are more wired towards work yeah that is good so that kind of you mentioned a few things but if we can summarize it all together how do we keep the Sabbath? So you said it's about stopping. It's about resting. Mm-hmm. How do we keep that? Like, what would so that? like practically? What what does that look like? Yeah, practically, practically. Intentionality uh, or intentional and practical. I, those two words in the Christian bubbles. We need to find some cinnamon synonyms. I'm just saying some cinnamon. I need some cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon, uh, cinnamon. Well, and here I think the challenge for this because we were talking earlier that. Sabbath is going to look totally different for you as like a 23-year-old single dude. He had to confirm my age before. 23. That's okay. It's your Jordan year. 23. 
uh single dude yeah uh living in memphis you know your sabbath is going to look totally different than say like a 35 year old uh mother of four kids you know so the challenge is what are the common denominators again of what does the sabbath actually look like practically so i came up with three well i mean i didn't really come up with this but I think there's three things that are good to to do on the Sabbath if you want practical stuff. And those three things would be to stop, to rest, and to worship. Stop, rest, worship. So let's go through those a little bit. Stop is, I think it's pretty easy. Uh, Well, it's not easy to do. Please explain. (laughs) I think it's pretty simple. I think it's stopping from your regular work, whatever that is. I think that means for most of us, that's going to mean, you know, you don't do anything related to your normal work. Uh, and then just things like put your phone down, don't answer email, like put your computer away, um, put down anything. Like if you use a scheduler, a to-do list, like just kind of put those away, like intentionally put things aside so that you're not, uh, going to be thinking about them. Um, but I also think stopping in the sense of like stopping from, you know, hurrying around, like don't make a lot of appointments, um, like stop from worrying, like stopping from all these things, like, uh, just intentionally set aside a day where you can slow your life down, break from work. Um, and that probably means things like, you know, sleep in, like don't need to set an alarm clock, uh, put, like I said, put your phone away. Like literally you might have to like take your phone and put it in a box, put it under your bed. Just like, don't touch it. Um, but also like don't go shopping like a lot of those things that are gonna kind of they may cause like more anxiety or stress just kind of like stop anything that's gonna create uh stress or anxiety for you whatever that that is for you i think that's good because it's it's not like don't do these things i'm because and you've already prefaced with this but like as i'm i'm sitting there listening I'm, i'm trying to understand how i feel like as i hear them and like after i listen to this podcast and i walk and it's sunday now and i'm like Oh man, I feel guilty about answering a work email. I feel like I'm sinning, you know, but it's not about like what not to do, but it's like, what's going to lead you to ultimate to rest and like remembering like, that's like a reverence for God, I would say. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like what are we, what am I channeling my thoughts towards as I'm doing or not doing some things or is I'm changing what I'm, what I'm, as I'm changing what I'm doing. That's good. So, I mean, I think stopping is the first part. And then to your question, the second two of the three are rest and worship. Mm -hmm. So those would be kind of the mindset of the rest of the day. Okay. So I'd say rest, you know, that literally means like rest from your your work or like from your normal job. Um, But I would say just intentionally schedule your day full of like restful activities, which sounds funny to say like, schedule it full of activities um you but you just th- told me not to schedule yeah, anything. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but i think like there's a way to be like to intentionally set up your day so that it is restful because i think another thing we want to be careful of is that sabbath doesn't just become like like we said earlier just a day to go to church and then you just kind of lay around veg out watch tv a bunch and like hmm. go to bed and expect to wake up monday morning and be like oh i sabbath because those don't really give they don't really make me feel good Exactly. They may be honestly sometimes more tired. Yeah. We need to think about what is actually going to refresh our soul. Um, So we we read some examples, didn't we? So like if you're, depending if you're like physically more taxed from your work during the week versus like mentally more taxed, 
So mm-hmm. we read earlier. I don't, am I stealing what you have? No. So, and I've heard this too. It's like rest might look different depending if you're breaking your back throughout the week. I think the example that I was reading on Desiring God, they specifically said like working on a farm, rest for you is probably not working out or riding your bike or doing something physical. Maybe it is taking a long nap or taking some physical type of rest versus if you're like an accountant or you're using your your brain a lot you're sitting at a desk all week rest for you might actually look like a physical activity so it's just the opposite so Mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty insightful it's good so i think these are things these are just like normal things but hopefully they're these are this is where i would toss it back to whoever i'm talking to and say what are going to be activities for you that are restful you know but i think in general it's you know probably going to be like time with family and friends, uh, being out in nature, reading books, uh, you know, you might go on a bike ride, have a long, you know, take a bunch of time to, you know, go on a walk, um, take your dog to the park, whatever it is, like probably something in that realm of things that are going to maybe not be in your normal routine, but you can, you know, do activities that are going to be restful. Right. So for some people that might be like, get two or three really good friends together and have like long conversations for me i might find that more draining like i think mine's gonna be a little bit more alone time because you have a very social job throughout the week working in ministry yeah and i'm introverted so like i need to recharge my batteries (laughs) well i'm extroverted but i have a very social job throughout the week i deal with angry uh, angry people all (laughs) people calling around and so i yeah i'm the same way i just get away from me (laughs) yeah so i mean whatever you, you know but other people who might be like, I don't know, an accountant or something. They might long for like social interactions with people. So yeah. they might set up more of that because that might be more restful or rejuvenating for them. Um, but, you know, it's so something like for me going on a run for a few miles, maybe not too long, but like going on a run, um, even though that might be like physically exhausting, it's actually rejuvenating for me because it gives me time to just like reset, gives my brain a rest. I can have time to think. Um, just be out in nature. So those are the type of things that I try to, you know, put in on a, a Sabbath day. That's good. Um, you know, and I, I think things like reading, um, good food, like going out to eat with the family, like just getting opportunities to, to rest. Those are going to be some other things. So these, I would say this is the category where you most need to figure out what does that look like for you? And that's going to be a, a process of trying to figure that out um, for each person. Uh, and then lastly, we talk about worship. So, I think there needs to be time built into our Sabbath to focus on God, who he is, um, and what he's done. So I think for a lot of people, that'll be Sunday morning, gathering with the people of God. That's just a great weekly rhythm, going to church. Um, and then it's probably going to involve like reading the word, praying. Maybe that's singing. Um, maybe that's intentionally making a list of everything that you're grateful for that God's provided or, or you know that he's done. There's a lot of options here too, but I think intentionally having part of it be built in to worship the Lord. That's good stuff. That's good. Yeah. That clears up. Uh, yeah, that was good. I thought that was a good episode. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty insightful. Hopefully. I'm going to look at my, my Sunday as a Sabbath, mm-hmm. a little bit different and not, as you say, veg out watching James yeah. Bond. Yeah, that's our. Pretty sure I mentioned James Bond a few episodes ago. <laughs> There's no obsession even though I might be James Bond. But, hey, do you have anything else you'd like to add, Robbie? No, I'd just say I think we're all going to be on this journey. If we start to take Sabbath seriously, it is a process. If you have a, if, if you try stuff and you're like, man, that was not refreshing, like 
just try some other stuff next week. Like literally one in seven days for the rest of our life will be Sabbath. And so it gives us plenty of time to work on it, to grow, experiment, figure out what that looks like. I think the the main thing is just be intentional, get on the journey with us, and uh, let's figure it out. Love it. That's Boom. good. Sabbath, rest, stop, stop rest, worship, repeat. Boom. <laughs> That's actually going to be like a, a cheesy one of those signs that you see your mom like hang up in the house, like right there above like the vanity in the bathroom. Stop, rest, worship, repeat. <laughs> no one's still my idea. T-shirts coming soon. <laughs> Link below. Well, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of LRP. Do you say the LRP or LRP? The LRP. The LRP. Almost sounds like we're a political party over here. It does. Psych. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.